the screen that you're seeing with the green, this is like, this is my first. I, I genuinely do not know who you are. This is Bord Elin for the layman, for the person who's going to see this on YouTube. Everyone's listening right now. Uh, I'm interviewing Bord Elin. Um, there's clues as to why I could or should potentially know you. I have no idea who you are. You uh, remain a mystery in my world, and I, I will not stop until I figure it out, which is, I'm pretty lazy, so I probably won't figure it out. But anyway, um, in general, you have been a follow on Twitter for a while for me, for many people. Um, the Bord Elin thing, I think, gets even crazier in the last six months when Elon Musk actually buys Twitter. So we're going to break this podcast into a couple of different, probably nonsensical segments uh, for the audience. I, 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 would, I normally say when, a, when I know the pod's going to be a little bit of a ride, uh, bear with me. For some of you, this isn't for you. And for some of you, this is all about you. In this particular case, like literally you got to stay with this one because I, I, ha- I have a feeling already this is going to go off to fucking rails and I, I'm so here for it. So um, what I want to accomplish is what, what do you do? Like what, what is a pseudonymous founder? What is it? Why is it? Why Bord Elon? And then I want to like, I want to learn everything I can about what you're doing. And then after that, I just want to talk about the brief period of time where there was rumors that Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter. And then he ultimately did. And then he didn't, but then he did. And then he sort of didn't, but then he did for sure. And then he kicked everyone out, walked in with a fucking sink. And the re- question remains like I'm bored Elon on Twitter. What happens next? So that's the order of, of the conversation today. So without further ado, bored Elon. You might you might have to like remind me. You asked me like five or six questions in a row. I I appreciate that you think I'll I can guide you. Don't worry. I'll guide you. What, who like let's start with the top. What like you you have clearly been in tech. Supposedly I should know you. Um, you've you've done this the traditional way, but now you've chosen to do it under a, a guise of a a character um, and a you know a face on this green face. Which I'm not. Is it Elon's face? I can't even tell. Um, yeah, it's a, it's so a derivative of Elon's face. Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I think first of all, um, this all started out as a joke. So, like, I don't want anyone to, th- to think that I had some <laughs> kind of grand vision, do. premeditated any of this. Um, 2013, it was in the fall. Real Elon Musk, it's a billionaire inventor has a lot of companies if you haven't heard about him um if you're listening to this podcast you probably have um I would he, hope he, if, you, if, you, if you don't know <laughs> elon at this point get off my podcast <laughs> yeah so he publishes a 40 page white paper um with instructions on how to build like a high-speed underground train called the hyperloop and uh he basically is like i'm going to open source this whoever wants to do it go for it i don't have time i think this would really help society so I was like, oh, okay. Um, so you're running a rocket company, a car company, doing a bunch of other stuff with brain implants. And when you're bored, you're doing this. And then light bulb moment was, okay, that's a, that's a funny idea, right? Like what else does he think of when he's bored? And uh, and that was really the inspiration for for, for the Twitter account. Um, so I I basically like have always enjoyed comedy writing uh, did some did some time at uh, some you know improv and comedy writing schools just for fun. Didn't want to go into that as like a you know a profession, but just just for fun. And I was like, let's let's run with this. Let's let's create this uh, this caricature of the real Elon Musk called Bored, and uh, see where it goes. And basically for nine years, just been posting exactly that stupid ideas, really complicated inventions and solutions to problems that everyday people have. And um, with that sort of consistency 
paired with uh, the rise of actual Elon Musk and his visibility, was able to yeah build up a pretty big following. And um, 1.7 million on Twitter alone. That's just for yeah, the, the, the yeah, follower I mean, is at board Elon Musk. Let's get let's get you some shout outs here. We got to help you out. I appreciate it. Yeah. So so certainly back then when I started this thing, I didn't think that, you know, real Elon, the guy that I was parroting would be the one who buys the platform that I built this following on that. That is a <laughs> weird glitch in the simulation that I definitely did not see coming. Um, and, uh, you know, so it was really just a hobby. It was just kind of like a joke that went way too far. I continued to work, you know, my, my executive job and did all the things I was supposed to do. And once in a while, I would send out tweets all along just building building up this, this profile. But then a few years ago, um, I think I had the bravery and finally, like, the gumption to say, you know what? I've built up a pretty big following. I might be able to turn this into, you know, a, a, a life and a way to make money um, without having to, you know, stay at, at, at my gig, which I loved. But it was just time to do something new. And um, at the same time, was getting really heavy into sort of NFTs and crypto. And um, yeah, I, I found that my my distribution had a lot more power than I first believed. And that basically then turned into uh, advising startups, uh, consulting, uh, partnering with companies, and then ultimately founding my own company and raising money to do it. Um, all of this while being pseudonymous. Were you doing all the previous parts of consulting, advising, so on as the green man, or were you whoever you are? Anybody who was willing to basically transact in crypto, I kept my identity private. Um, that no, is not yeah, and you would often... think that they'd be okay with it, probably. Yeah, especially with crypto-related stuff. But, um, crypto you know, I, I did angel invest. I did uh, act as an advisor or act as an advisor. Um, and certainly when I raised money and took money from investors, yeah, of course, I revealed myself. Um, and, you know, NDAs kind of protect me there and make sure that nobody spills the secret. And uh, it's worked out fine. What's been interesting, though, is that the deals were sort of agreed to before I revealed myself, the reveal was basically just so the lawyers know who to send the checks to or, you know, who to sue <laughs> if I don't behave myself. But yeah, nice. it's a different world, right? Like you can build a reputation um, without it being attached to your legal name, right? You have to you have to spend time doing it. I spent nine years building a reputation, having conversations with people, helping people, building my own stuff. So I have a track record. Um, there's kind of this negative sort of association with anonymous um, online because you think about it as like the troll, somebody who leaves a shitty comment yeah. basically and runs off and or steals your money and you never hear about him again. But, you know, the irony is those are mostly people. I'm not saying like me, but those are mostly people who have a face <laughs> and a name. They're just like, fuck you. I hate you. And then they were like, you don't even try to be anonymous. Yeah. Well, that's that's my whole thing is like there's plenty of people behaving badly and you know exactly what their name is and what their face right. looks like. So. I don't really buy the idea that, you know, somehow being anonymous, it makes somebody have a worse reputation. I think if you have a reputation that you've invested into, and I have, I have a lot to lose. Like, if I lose access to being bored Elon, I, I literally lose, like, a lot. You know, there's value to this. So um, I'm, not, I'm not going to behave badly, right? I'm going to actually want to protect my reputation the way a good business person should want to. So I, I think there's something to this. I think that there is um, a wonderful thing about having sort of this pseudonym that is separate from your, you know, your government ID, because it just gives you a little bit more, I think, creative freedom. Like people talk about the bad parts of it, like I said before, but I like to focus on, um, you know, building in public is scary. 
being criticized is hard. Um, trying something that maybe you've never tried before and failing um, takes bravery. And you can do it maybe with a new identity, right? Like you don't have to bring all of the baggage of, you know, <laughs> I always like to use this, this example, like you're a lawyer, you're an accountant, and one day you decide you want to learn guitar and start a YouTube channel, and then you become a really good guitarist and a musician. But like, if people knew your past life, they might judge you, or they might they might just think like, oh, you know, he's some corporate stiff, he's a suit, now he's trying to be a cool guitar guy. And they judge you unfairly, because maybe you actually are really good at playing guitar once you, you get into it. So a, a student and basically let's... By the way. <laughs> Not yet, Songfinch. There you go. You're, this you're, this you're episode sponsored by Songfinch. Yeah, talking so, to founders but, and decide I'm going to step out in music. It's weird. It's like it's kind of like a first date or going to a party and meeting somebody for the first time who has no idea who you are. You tell them things that are relevant to that moment and to that conversation. You don't have to bring your entire identity with you, and that's kind of what a pseudonym is. And you know, sadly, a lot of people abuse this and do things that are bad and, and wrong and illegal and all that and you know, that's it is what it is, but I'm trying to be a good example of somebody who can build a good reputation and show that, hey, a singular, you know, identity can be used to participate in a certain kind of, you know, hobby, industry, whatever, and you can just bring whatever is relevant to this conversation and to this identity that is needed to show that you're credible and that you have talent and that you're worth listening to. So it's uh yeah, this is the wacky world that I that I live in. And I'll tell you having having this conversation with like people in my family or friends who are not in tech, it's a little weird, but I'm sure that goes really well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my I funny enough, my, on Twitter, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, it, pretty much. Yeah. I like that. I've never heard that analogy, but like, uh, it's funny because my wife is like one of the most non techie people ever. So it's a very good combination. She, she's just like, yeah, that's, that's interesting. You do you, whatever. I don't, I don't need to get into all this. <laughs> so proud of you, honey. <laughs> so yeah. Proud of yeah. You. <laughs> you do your green face thing. Okay. I want to talk about a couple of these things that you brought up in, in bring it down to like the normal Joe or Jane for a second. Like you kind of briefly touched on it. The anonymous thing, like, I totally am with you in the argument that like I know I, I follow a lot of, of bot quote unquote fake accounts and joke accounts and meme accounts and all of that. I get way more horrible shit from the people that I know to be real than I do from them because like the agenda, like the, this is the truth. It's not just Twitter. It's all social human beings are just fucking unhinged. Like, they have no true agenda. The agenda is like all over the place. You have something to lose, whether you're a real person and not real, like it's a pseudonym, whatever the case. Like, I love VC Braggs. They have an agenda, but the agenda is really clear and they get screwed up by doing the wrong thing or going overboard. It's people who are like, oh my God, and they lose it and they say terrible stuff and it's like reprehensible. The other like part of that coin, which you already said that much, the other part is like, if you do believe in the philosophy of crypto, whether it's Bitcoin or, or any of these things. And right now, obviously, it's a touchy subject because of everything, FTX and so on. Like, there's all this doubt. Is this real? Is whatever. Like, if you do believe in a world where people can transact globally for a numerous reasons, socioeconomical, political, et cetera, there is a need for this. Like, there are people who are going to have to operate their business this way and, and live this way and transact currency this way. And, I, like, I... I feel like in the future, this is more of the norm than, than like it is today. Like you're a kind of an outlier right now, but like, I don't think that is the case long-term. 
and it's, I think that's the part about you that's fascinating to me is despite the fact that I maybe know you, but I don't know you. And I certainly don't know who you are. And I'm like fascinated that nine years ago, you decided to do this, which is so crazy ahead of its time. And now we're entering a world where it like absolutely kind of makes sense. And it's like, if you just started this a year ago, I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Nine years ago. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, I definitely lucked out that, uh, you know, I, I sort of backed into right. Being this champion of pseudonymity, mostly because I didn't get uh, doxxed, as people say, or have my identity revealed. But I'm going to try to keep it up now. Uh, I mean, to the fact that, like, I even I hired, like, a cybersecurity expert, and I said, basically, I'm going to pay you. I'm not going to tell you anything. Go try to find out who I am. And he couldn't do it. And this guy does work for, like, government agencies. I'm I'm pretty secure right nice now. Work. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I come from the world of gaming. That's like that's the, the industry I spent most of my time in. And anybody who plays video games knows of the gamer tag. So you know you don't go by Scott, right? When you're playing Call of Duty or Fortnite, you have some yeah, cool name that, that's that something different. Boring. Yeah, and, and like yeah. Like so you you are no, you're, my house. It's not good. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 known as uh, you know Headshot seventy five, and like that's your identity in that game. Long and Tran Dukich was my name when I used to game when I played. There you uh, go. Marvel yeah, Call of Duty was Long Tran Dukich, the White Feather Sniper. That's amazing. Mine, mine was uh, Limit Breaker 2000 from a game called Final Fantasy. So we're both proper nerds. Amazing. Um, but yeah, oh I mean, God. it's like you take the gamer gamer tag idea and put it into real life. So, you know, in the game, you're known for doing certain things or you have a certain circle of uh, friends. They know you as that as that gamer tag. So this is kind of like a gamer tag in, in social media or in real life where it's just a separate identity. And you can have many of them, right? I could have 10, 10 different parody accounts on Twitter. Who knows? You probably um, do. I'm not even going to question <laughs> it. You probably do. Um, yeah. But, like, here's the thing. To your point, though, like, there's also pseudo-anonymity and there's, they're not anonymous, like Gary V. Do we really think that Gary V, like, does he really go stop at people's garbage trunks and pull shit out and, like, stop and be like, okay, like, this is how you make it in the world? Like, I don't believe that for a second. Like, I'm sure he's somewhat genuine and is into this stuff, but, like, People have become caricatures. Is there any difference between Bored Elon and like, you know, for a period of time, Gary Tan was cranking out YouTube videos left and right until he took over Y Combinator and was like, now there's nothing. So that makes me mm -hmm. wonder, was there a character yeah. being played? Like, it is. It's yeah, it's like a, it's, it's the same as a celebrity, really, because, you know, you see people in reality TV shows or playing roles, basically, of themselves. And uh yeah, you see their face, you know their name, but that's not really them, right? That doesn't necessarily speak no. to who they are, their ethics, their morals, and all these things. So I don't think it's all that In different. In a lot of ways, I'd rather it like you. I'd rather do it this way. This way, it's like, I like Bored Elon, and then you might be Fred at the Christmas party who just gets loaded and tells funny stories. I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, great. and in life, you do have different circles of friends, right? You have the group sure. that's like your college friends. You have the group that's your parent friends or whatever. You have the group that's like your bowling buddies. So, like, you bring a different version of yourself to all those interactions. And in business as well, like, the guy you are in business is not necessarily the same person you are at home with your family, you have a different role, a different caricature. So I think when you break it down this way, people Probably. will start, <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't know. Or, or you're telling your kids to, you know, giving them memos like, hey. Uh, Fail fast. That. She's like, I'm three and a half. <laughs> hustle, 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 hustle. Um, Fucking yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. Have you figured out Python yet? Um, so. Oh, my God. And, and, and to the point about, like, other people in other countries, you know, that's that's very true because there's oh. a lot of nepotism, especially in the West, of – 
I went to Stanford. I, you know, I went and worked at Google. I did this. I did that. Those things are cool. They're good filters, but they don't necessarily mean that somebody working in a country on the other side of the globe can't be as good of a developer as you, right? Or isn't as good as XYZ function as you. So it kind of helps the global meritocracy of it doesn't matter where you live, where you went to school, who your parents are, what you look like, you have to prove your stuff every single day. And, you know, that sucks for people who who were born into a better situation and got, you know, a lot of stuff handed to them. But it's great for somebody who's, you know, making 50 bucks a day, you know, a year ago and in five years is making 500 a day because they basically right. have an identity that is trusted and respected. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, I hope I hope to lead the charge and like basically normalize this and again act as a good example of what this can look like that is positive and is not nefarious. And uh, I I just encourage everyone like go try it out. It doesn't take a lot of effort to spin up a you know a parody account or a fake identity or whatever, and just you know pick a couple of things you want it to be associated with, a few things you want to share or community groups that you want to join and just run with it and see where it goes. It's just like a playground for it for you where you don't have to do, you don't have to try something new as you, you can try it as somebody else. And uh, I think it's just, it's a really important, I don't know, like exercise to keep, keep one's mind fresh and to get you to experiment and, and do things that maybe, you know, you haven't tried before. I, I, I think everyone should try it. I absolutely do have anonymous accounts that I screw around with. Granted, I don't take security very seriously, so I would not take much digging to figure out who it is that keeps randomly liking all of my posts. Um, but at any rate, uh, speaking of Twitter, I, I want to transition a little bit here to like this like three-month hiatus. Like you, you hear Elon's going to buy Twitter. What's your initial thought? Are you feeling relieved when he looked like he was backing out and then when he ultimately takes over, is there an oh shit moment? Or is it like this can work or, and, and has he ever like tweeted at you, commented at you, like and engaged with you in any way on the platform? Yeah. I mean, he, it's minimal. Um, he, he's tweeted at me a few times. The last interaction was like in 2018, I think. And he, uh, yep. he posted a tweet basically saying, Hey, board Elon Musk is actually my secret troll account. And so everybody kind of thought for a minute that, that he really ran my account. Oh, that, that created a that lot of confusion. Follow count. <laughs> <laughs> that did help. Um, at one point, his mother followed me, May Musk. She followed me. She only followed like 13 yeah. people. Then she unfollowed me. So I don't know. Maybe I said something mean about her son. Uh, her His sister, Tosca, does follow me. So that's that's still something. That's that's the extent of it. Honestly, Steve, you I need think Kimball he, now. Kimball's the only one I need Kimball, yeah. But he's a cool guy. I think he has a sense of humor. I think at some point, like, if he wants to know who I am. I'm down to go grab coffee with him or go to a space launch if he's inviting. Uh, so. But we'll see. He's busy for now. I think that our paths will not cross in the next uh, few months until he like figures out how to fix twi Twitter or leaves for Mars. So uh, that's where we're at. <laughs> what do you, so what are your thoughts on Twitter now? Like we, we like you are clearly more of a power user than I am. I, I definitely engage Twitter during COVID more than I ever did since the launch of Twitter. Um, I actually lost my original handle and it was a whole thing. So that was kind of part of my reason for like departing Twitter in like the 2016, 17, 18 era. I just like really didn't do anything, but like use it to meet tons of VCs, use it to raise money for Songfinch and other things, and certainly use it to get guests on, on the show. But like, other than that, I don't have a whole lot of troll problems. I also don't have 1.7 million followers. So the, the like 
the velocity of bad shit doesn't come to me like it would probably you. I'm just curious, like, what are the problems that you see on Twitter? I know you've tweeted about some of these things, so like, I'm just curious your take. Um, problems you see on the platform right now that, and ways he's trying to address it versus perhaps things that you'd like to see him take maybe a, a more of a priority yeah, I mean, funny enough, bots are not that big of an issue for me. I know a lot of people just get super spammed with bots. I'll get three or four on every single tweet, but it's not that bad. And the system does a good job of filtering them out. Um, you know, I think, especially as we're seeing sort of these reveals, uh, the, the, the quote-unquote Twitter files that are being revealed, um, there was just a lot of back-end manual sort of manipulation at Twitter around the algorithms and, like, who gets visibility, who gets boosted. I have seen that over time, my account has uh, had a reduction in engagement. And that might be because a lot of the people who follow me are dormant or they were bots. I don't know. I think the point is, is that there needs to just be more transparency around one's own, like your own account, right? Like I want to know, yeah. I want to, I want to be able to see my, my followers, like who is active, who isn't, how many of them are bots. And when it comes to like the overall Twitter algorithm and the newsfeed, like let's let's understand how that gets decided right like how does it's not just purely chronological order uh even though people can set their their feeds to be that so i think there just needs to be a lot more sort of like of, of, a, of a reset on twitter of like let's pretend we're starting from scratch let's make it really clear what the rules are and uh let everybody go from there the other big opportunity i think is for content creators so when you look at platforms like youtube or twitch people who have a big following, they can actually monetize, right? And so they can run ads on their content, they can do other things, and that incentivizes them to create more content and to spend time on that platform. Twitter does not share revenue with creators, right? So the only way I can do it basically is sponsorship deals and sort of all these backend things. But I think that there's a massive opportunity for Twitter to grow its audience and its creator base by saying, hey, we're going to give you X percent of ad revenue if you can bring in the eyeballs. And I, I definitely think Elon's thinking about that. I hope that that gets re revealed sooner than later because I don't necessarily want to like start over with a YouTube channel or go somewhere else or go on TikTok. But Twitter would be an awesome place, I think, for people to be sharing like live streams and audio content and video, of course, just like this. I totally agree with you. I literally spent the time, and again, I have like 11,000 followers. It's not even close to what you're rolling with. Um, I spent the time to get to 11,000 because Twitter to me is the platform that I have the most use case for. I, it's the platform I enjoy the most. Like we watched the White Lotus finale last night and I was like losing my shit. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go on Twitter because I can't wait to see this. And then the first thing up is like the five things Jennifer Coolidge could have done to not die. And it was like, I'm losing it. It's the best experience. But at the same also, time. Also, spoiler spaces, alert, dude. Well, this isn't getting. Star, sorry if I fucked it up for you. But this isn't going out today. So everyone else will have to see it. I, no, I, was, no I was definitely I was waiting to catch up on that show. That's fine. I'll just forget who that was. Wait, how did you not even see this on Twitter? It was, it was I, everywhere I, last. I, I I missed it. Yeah, but, but I mean, oh, like man. Twitter. Oh. I know. Like if you're if you're into a show uh, and you're not watching it the day of, you got to just close Twitter basically because yeah, yeah. You, you're, so it's like, be apologies for blowing it for you, but I have to tell you, like, I opened the home <laughs> screen up and I was in the middle of the show, and there were people who watched it before me, so I already knew it was coming, and it was just a matter of how. And I will tell mm -hmm. you, the how will be just as like, what the hell. 
whether you know it, how it ends or not. So I, I apologize for you and for anyone else who hears this before they know. But the point is, like, it's the perfect platform for that. The Spaces recreation of what Clubhouse did. I'm not a huge Spaces person, but occasionally it's fun. For you, I've got to imagine Spaces is the shit because you don't have to go on and get your headset going in green. Um, and then from a content creator standpoint, like, I run my Substack through it. And if review wasn't such a shitbox, like, it would be amazing to have people paying for my my newsletter and have it directly through Twitter and be able to just integrate and share. And obviously the podcast and so forth. I think it's the best creator platform for a person who's using their thought leadership versus jumping on Instagram and just like spewing garbage and throwing it on a video. Like I, I am a huge fan of Twitter. I really, really want Elon to figure it out. I like, I guess my last question I got for you on this is, is like the naysayers, the people who like to rag and shit on Elon because of all the things he tries to do. And of course he is not perfect. He makes a lot of goofy, weird mistakes. He, he catches so much shit because he tries to do a bunch of stuff. I am curious because you have chosen board Elon. So you talked earlier about the fact that you have to be careful of your reputation. You also are tied to Elon Musk, good or, you know, good or bad. You're not totally tied, but there's definitely a, a piece there. How do you feel about his approach to this and how people are, are rating and reviewing him and the general consensus that he's taking this kind of political spin to it. Like, how does that factor into how you think of it? Cause in the beginning to your point, it was this wacky, smart, you know, brilliant dude who's creating all these different, you know, tools and tech. And like then on the side, like drilling holes to, to the end of the earth, that was an easier place to be bored. Elon. Now he's starting to venture into like, you know, my pronouns are Fauci and all this shit. And it's like, all right, where does that, where is it going to you? What are you concerned with? What do you see? I'm just curious your point of view. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, on my end, I, I have been methodically trying to disassociate my, my identity with him. So, uh, you know, yes, board Elon Musk is still the Twitter handle. I don't have his name in my actual, like, you know, sort of title card. Um, the face, right. Yeah. This face was changed on purpose to not look like his, even though it, it, it is referencing his face. Um, over time, I yeah. might even change my, my, my handle if, if, if I'm allowed to from board Elon Musk to something else. So I like the guy, I think he's accomplished a lot. I just, you know, as I've started to share my voice and kind of build up my own identity, it's important for me not to necessarily be judged by the things that somebody else does. Um, and, and so right. recently, I think he was that's the crazy part, right? Because that was never intended. And yeah. all of a sudden he bought Twitter. Like, it's like, it, it, exactly. Right. So like <laughs> arguably the most famous person on Twitter now is the person I'm associated with. So, I mean, in terms of him, I think he's a guy who just got like, you know, he's had power. Yeah, he's had a lot of power in terms of his money. But I think Twitter's a different kind of power. Twitter is like political media power. And he's a little bit of like a little kid who's just been given like, uh, you know, like a missile or like a rocket launcher. And he's having a little bit of fun. He's yeah. not really doing it in the most mature way. Um, and I think this is all going to sort of like calm down. And part of it is just due to like, hey, I spent $44 billion on this thing. That's going to be really hard to recoup my money. So the least I could do is just have some fun with it. Um, but ultimately, you know, if his if he truly believes in all these grandiose things like, you know, Martian colonization and, you know, endless energy from the sun and, and basically saving the earth he's not going to win over a lot of fans who are who are critics of that by behaving this way and so i think he'll right. he'll he'll probably change his tune in a few months or weeks and and we'll get sort of the more serious version of elon who who will occasionally shit post and all that but yeah i mean he 
he's kind of acting like a troll right now. I don't I don't think it's a great strategy. I think that he's kind of like feeding off of like, you know, one particular political spectrum's opinions um, and not necessarily acting in an unbiased way, which I think if you're if your goal for buying Twitter is to like have free speech and to basically make it the public square, it needs to be the public square for everyone. And it doesn't feel very welcoming to a lot of people right now. That said, I am happy it is in in his hands. I don't think it was better before. I don't think that it was neutral by any means, you know, prior to his ownership. So I think that he is a counter reaction to maybe some extremism that was at Twitter prior. And now it's time for, you know, us to kind of move back towards the middle and and neutrality. And I, and I hope to see that. And ultimately for anybody that doubts him, um, you know, (laughs) he's, He's accomplished a lot. It's like quantifiably difficult to say that he is a failure or a fraud. And, uh, you know, I hope that the success of things like Tesla and SpaceX uh, also translate to to Twitter. It's a very different kind of beast, but I'd like to see it thrive. And I, I, I truly hope it's, uh, you know, something that is used 100 years from now uh, and doesn't, doesn't go away like MySpace or Friendster or Orkut or anything else that you remember, <laughs> you know, that was meant to be a social network and failed. What was the one? Ello? Ello? Yeah. That? Five minutes of Ello. Ello goodbye. Like black and white and like kind of look like Notion. Yeah. Hello and goodbye. <laughs> I agree with you. And I, and I, I also think, um, you know, there's a chance that Twitter goes just poof, just disappears and implodes like the rest of them. Although I think it's a little different. I like, I'm hopeful that he'll get it to where it is it, where it can be, because I do think you're right. Like it was on, in my opinion, it was kind of a wasteland that like had a use case for maybe you and had a use case for me with tech VC bro bullshit. Um, but other than that, like I don't think anyone was going on there thinking this is a serious thing that I care about. Um, I also think if you look at all of the founders who are in the social network, if you will, uh, it's just the same recycling of the same shit and another idea of how to run an yep. ad and like, how do we tweak the algo to make somebody else spend more time in video Whereas it seems to me that Elon Musk is a person who almost always has figured out really quickly how to monetize users directly and is almost never reliant on one particular thing unless it's the government <laughs> subsidization. Like, other than that, like, unless it's, you know, uh, energy credits, that's the only thing that he is pretty much hooked on. So I think that he's going to take swings and he'll be like he usually is, which is like some of them are embarrassingly huge losses and he'll be like, uh, like, what the fuck? What is I supposed to do? I like that he's taking, like, trying to do stupid, like, I, I like he's trying to go outside of the norm. Like, maybe $8 sounds ridiculous and no one buys Twitter blue. And then he's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know? Fail, fail fast, try work. things, so and, we'll and move on. And, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I would rather to see. It's better than what we were, doing, than we were before. doing before. I like to see the quick changes and uh, somebody who's willing to say, hey, you know, this is not working. Let's try something different. So I'm, I'm definitely helpful. All right. Well, this is great. I know you probably have to run off and do other uh, anonymous <laughs> things. Um, quick, quick shout out for, is it board box? What, what's the, give me the pitch on, on real quick here on what, how do we, how do we monetize? You? <laughs> I totally, I totally History forgot to promote man. my own stuff. That's hilarious. Uh, okay. So it's, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I make sure to make all of our guests. Yeah. Happy. Uh, board, board box. box real quick. Uh, so it is for people who are gamers and also familiar with crypto. Um, it is a, a curated box of video game assets that work in blockchain games. So we do a lot of work to research game studios, meet with founders, um, basically 
sniff out which games are going to be awesome and worth your time. And Board Box is a collection of game assets for those games. Uh, so we've released two so far, and we've built a really nice community uh, where basically we, we recommend games, we do reviews, we do play tests. So um, if you are interested in gaming, if you are neutral or positive around crypto, and you see interesting intersections between those two things, we definitely recommend uh, going to boardbox.io and learning more. Love it. Uh, in, in my previous gaming universe age, I would be all over this. I I traded my two children for my PlayStation 4, and I'm out. So. <laughs> the way you phrased Sadly. it, it sounds like you, you traded your kids Sadly. in to get the PS4. <laughs> I, that may still happen. Christmas Depends on their behavior. Coming and, you know, they get distracted yeah. with Santa. The other, the, the most famous anonymous character in the universe, Santa Claus, is coming to their that's house. Right. That's right. <laughs> so that's a, such a perfect, a perfect way to end it. Like uh, the, the, the greatest pseudonym ever, Santa Claus, with a, with a sterling reputation. It's the best. He's the original, the OG, <laughs> the OG. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. I wish I knew who the hell you were. I may not be able to sleep again until I figure it out, which, like I said, I'm pretty lazy, so no fear on your end. Um, but it's been a pleasure. For those of you who want to enjoy this, uh, just it's at Board That's Elon right. Musk, yep, right? Board Elon Musk. Boom, there you thank go. You. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. If you're interested in self-directed investing from startups to crypto and public markets, my Substack is a great way to learn how professional investors screen, review, and pull the trigger on deals. Join the largest community of micro-investors and startup founders on Substack by going to katoon.com.